welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Bob Miles. Bob is the founder and CEO of Salad Technologies and enjoys working at the intersection of radical new technologies in the mass market. After training to become a pilot, Bob studied aeronautical engineering and began his career at Qantas Airlines as a performance engineer. Bob co-founded the digital production company responsible for the series The Green Way Up, which aired both on National Geographic and Netflix. Bob went on to specialize in production management for a mobile applications company and was co-founder of a connected car startup that developed network software for consumer automobiles. After relocating to the United States, he took a position at a consumer drone manufacturer where his passion for aviation coalesced with his expertise in building networked applications. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Bob Miles. Great to be here, Ed. Well, first off, Bob, why do you do what you do? I think a lot of it was sum up, summed up in that introduction there, um, Ed. I, I, I started my career, all I wanted to be was a pilot. And it was in the very early days, you know, I got my license and almost immediately I realized this was not for me because there is a lack of creativity in that profession for good reason, right? You don't want your pilot kind of mixing things up uh, every time they take Why don't off. we try anti-clockwise uh, just this one time? <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, so so I, I learned early, lo- early on that um, it's, it's creativity that really drives me and, and um, you know, leads me to do what I do. So um, seeking uncertainty and, and trying to make sense of it, um, particularly in the context of startups, um, that's what really drives me, and that's my passion. And at your new venture, Salad, Salad Technologies, PC gamers can turn their PCs into earning machines? Is that the case? That's it. Um, Ed, we're building, uh, by partnering with tens of thousands of PC gamers and their powerful machines, powerful gaming machines, uh, we're building a cloud computing infrastructure layer that's going to take on the big incumbents. And the reason we're doing this is, you know, our lives are becoming more and more digital. Uh, demand for compute resources is exploding. Uh, it's going exponential. We've all heard of uh, Moore's law. This this blows Moore's law out of the water, uh, uh, the growth in demand. And this is all whilst the vast majority of the world's compute resources sit overwhelmingly idle, internet connected in consumer homes all around the world. So. Here at Salad, we're uh, introducing a model that motivates and incentivizes um, millions of gamers, tens of thousands today, millions in the future, um, to share those compute resources and turn that valuable asset into games, gift cards, subscriptions, and, and digital purchases. It reminds me a little bit of the screensaver way back, I think it was in the 90s, that was for the SETI, where, where you would, would search for es- extraterrestrial life with your, your screensaver. Do you remember that? Absolutely. And we, we take a lot of inspiration from, from SETI at home. Um, there's another uh, example called Folding at Home, uh, which is very comparable networks to what we're building here at Salad. The, the big difference being uh, SETI at home, uh, you know, you were a charitable, altruistic actor and sharing your resources to go out there and, and um, trawl all of that data that was being collected. 
we are introducing a model which is is more towards the economical actor. You know, my computer is is valuable. I want to extract that value and and make redemptions in the form of of Netflix subscriptions, for for example. But uh, very similar concepts. And how is this uh, ecologically friendly in that you're using these computer cycles? Is it just that they're, they're, those PCs are left on usually anyway, and it's not a, a big difference in energy consumption based on that? There, there is an increase in energy consumption. Uh, this is the big debate within our space. Uh, within uh, the crypto space particularly, there's a huge debate about the energy consumption of proof of work, which is a cryptographic method for securing the blockchain, or, or, or at least the Bitcoin crypto network, um, we do tap into proof-of-work networks for um, our infrastructure layer. It does a couple of things for us. Um, it helps us onboard new nodes, new users, uh, in, in a way that we can trust them. So, so it reduces fraud. It allows us to fingerprint and characterize um, a node as trustworthy, as someone that we can then distribute different workloads outside of, of proof of work. Um, and the way we look at it, uh, you know, as demand for compute resources goes exponential, we've got two options. We can build more data centers, you know, uh, introduce the carbon footprint of that construction and all of, all of the computers that go into that data center, uh, introduce the ecological uh, burden of, of the water consumption of that data center, or the world's largest resource of computers is already out there, internet connected. Uh, the value chain, that carbon footprint for all those computers is already out there uh, sitting in consumer homes around the, uh, around the globe. So let's tap into those resources that already exist. So th there's definitely an angle here um, where, where we can argue that um, the network we are building is actually a, a net positive in terms of our carbon intensity. And along those lines, though, just get, let's just get to the, the, the compute power. You, you, you said that, that it's the largest network that's out there. Have you d done any calculations as to how big the data center would be that the, or the potential data center would be for all of these gaming machines that are out there? Yeah, absolutely. It's orders of magnitude more than, than the data centers that exist. So uh, one of the stats I, I have is uh, in the last few years, NVIDIA, which is one of the big chip manufacturers, you know, they sold 18 times more GPUs than they did to data centers. And, you know, there, there's a, an enormous amount of compute resources um, uh, under the, the control and ownership of consumers. Um, you know, that balance is starting to tip. But in terms of our network today, I don't have a benchmark against data centers, but against the world's fastest supercomputers, we're now in the top 10 based on processing power. And uh, another another question around that. I mean, is that, that sounds 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 really great. Just wondering, is it also the the, the case that um, that it's lower energy consumption overall than a data center would be? Is that right? It comes down to efficiency at the chip level and and um, the job that is being run across your infrastructure. So that's a really nuanced uh, question. That one, uh, I, I would say higher level, um, the, the environmental burden to keep up with this demand of building new data centers far out exceeds uh, and outweighs that of tapping into uh, this in existing infrastructure uh, that is overwhelmingly idle today.
And I imagine that your solution primarily is now software only. Could, do you envision a day where someday maybe some chip manufacturers might add some special stuff to, to their chips to, to take advantage of the technology that you guys are putting together? You know, it's funny you say that. Um, they're, they're actually ahead of us. This is one of the tailwinds for what we're building, uh, Ed. A lot of these chip manufacturers are, are building what they call um, trusted execution environments right in at the hardware layer. Um, there is an emerging trend called zero trust computing. Um, and of course, we've got 15 years of cloud computing technologies like containerization that allows us to, um, uh, to deliver this product securely. Um, uh, so uh, those tailwinds are, are already sort of behind us and, and where, if anything, um, behind those technologies, just bringing in this new digital uh, compute sharing uh, uh, model. And Bob, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? So as, as a, a founder and CEO, um, you know, uh, Brian Armstrong at Coinbase is one that, that comes to mind uh, for a couple of reasons. You know, he, he uh, founded that company in the very early days where an idea like crypto was very radical. Um, and that is a challenge. That is something that, that I certainly empathize with. Uh, but also, uh, you know, the stand he took a couple of, uh, couple of years ago uh, uh, around the mission, the purpose, and why you're here at work. Um, that was a very unpopular thing to do at the time, but, but um, something that was inspirational for, for me. So I would say Brian, Brian Armstrong, uh, certainly look up to, to, to him as a, a founder and CEO. And lastly, Bob, how can somebody get a hold of you? Yeah, so so uh, LinkedIn is. I don't have a Twitter account. I'm getting a hard time about that. So so perhaps there'll be one soon. But uh, uh, LinkedIn is is where I reside. Uh, but also our domain. You'll be able to find me uh, salad.com. There's a there's a way to reach out. All right, Bob Miles, founder and CEO of Salad Technologies. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Ed. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.